Kelly Hansford, and you are listening to Leader in Red. This is episode six, and today is a lovely day because the sun is out. It's not raining. We have had, for some reason, such a bad summer, but in the last week or so, we've had such good weather here in Canada, so I'm really excited, and my motivation is here and ready to record. Because of that, I wanted to get on to a couple topics today that are um, very positive and then some negative, which is always a Debbie Downer, but everyone needs to be aware of it. So I'm going to intertwine that in today's podcast. Um, But before I get to that, I just wanted to tell you about my week. My week has been so crazy. And for some reason, I've been so demotivated and exhausted And I wanted to let everyone know that listens to my podcast that if you're exhausted some weeks, it's okay. There's some weeks that I just am so tired, I need to reset. So what I did was I just spent the weekend and just kind of reset, hung out with my friends, just hung out on the beach and soaked up some sun and went swimming and just all the things that personally relax me. And it really did help. I needed sleep and I'm, I was listening to my body. There's a couple times in my life where I didn't listen to my body and I ended up getting really sick. So lately I've been just listening to my body, listening to what I need and what I need to in order to, guess, to reset myself. And I wanted to let everyone know that's listening to reset yourself when your body is telling you to stop. It's always great to go, go, go and accomplish things and stay motivated and be positive. But when you are in that mindset of, I need to slow down, just listen to your body and just slow down and reset. So this is just a friendly reminder that it's totally okay to do so. All right, so let's dive right into my topics. Today, I'm gonna be talking about how to increase employee morale. I did talk a little bit about my first or second episode regarding how to increase motivation, how to retain motivation and productivity within the workforce. And then now I'm going to talk a little bit more about morale and how the leaders can increase morale, but also how um, coworker to coworker, how you can increase employee morale. I did say on my last podcast that it always starts at the top. So I'm going to incorporate a little bit about that, but a little bit about the day-to-day as well. So others that are listening to this podcast can intertwine it in their day-to-day within their company or workforce that they're working in. So yeah, let's get right to it. So the first one is a huge one, and I did mention this a couple times, but let's just reiterate it and get back on this topic. But when you're recruiting for individuals, you have to understand what the vision of the company is. And if the people that you're recruiting for or bringing on to the company, if they also believe in that vision of the company. So if you have a very bold vision, it will help you actually recruit a little bit for a better fit within your company and making sure you're bringing on the right individuals. At the end of the day, if an employee doesn't believe in the vision, or the mission or whatever the case may be, they're probably not a good part of your team to bring on only because they're really not going to understand the core values of the company. Having an employee aligned with the vision is one of the first steps to making sure the employee morale is going to be positive. If there's employees within the company that die and live and breathe for this vision, and then there's this one employee that just doesn't understand it and is just here for the paycheck and really doesn't care about how the company does overall, it's just going to bring a toxic environment within to the company. And that's the first thing that you have to understand is that 
making sure that every employee aligns with the vision. So again, do they align with the core company values? So the first part, again, is the recruitment process. It's very crucial and it also makes your life a little bit easier during the recruitment process because if they don't understand the vision or don't care about it or didn't even research the vision, then really they're not understanding what the company value is overall. And maybe it's just a matter of educating them and then asking them a few questions or aligning with the vision, but then it also gives you an understanding of um, what that candidate is. The next one, which kind of intertwines with that, is a culture fit and making sure that the culture is going to fit well with this employee. And if you're bringing on someone who doesn't fit well with the culture, it again is going to affect the employee morale. You can always teach skill and knowledge, but you cannot change and teach personality. So again, personality fit is huge and it aligns with the culture, <laughs> making sure everyone just is going to be able to have a certain fit within the personality of the culture is really important. And if you have someone that has a very different personality than the rest of the group um, and more maybe of a negative personality, then again, you're not gonna wanna bring that within your, within your workforce. The next one is, is the management team inspiring their workforce? So this aligns with the vision as well, because overall, if, the management team is not inspiring their workforce and motivating them and showing them what the vision is and showing them the company goals. The employees are going to be very confused as to what the overall vision even is. You may not even know what the vision is and then two years into your job, you're like, oh, that's what we're doing. Um, so understanding and educating your employees on the overall vision if you haven't shared that with them is very important and then making sure that you're inspiring them towards that vision so maybe showing them quarterly goals and how you've met those goals or you haven't met those goals or maybe you need their assistance with meeting those goals so again getting their ideas getting their inspiration and creativity and then intertwining it with the vision and maybe they're actually going to help you build your goals within the overall company so inspiring your workforce is very important with the employee morale as well the next one to increase employee morale and this one sounds so like common sense but a lot of people don't do this and it drives me absolutely mental but be a human as a leader you have to be a human we always say that in human resources um, it's a very difficult job but in order to do it properly you do need to involve the human in resources and that's as simple as it sounds it's just understand and interact with the staff and your fellow co-workers have conversations with them that are not just about being within the company or working on x project actually talk about their day with them and see how they're going to be doing it's the same situation in a sales meeting if your client is not trusting you or you don't have a conversation that is a human interaction with this client they're not going to trust you and you're not going to complete that sale and it's the same way within a company if you're not going to have a conversation or your staff doesn't trust you then you're not going to have motivation and productivity within the workforce and again overall employee positive employee morale so it's very important to ensure that you're interacting with others you're building that trust and that relationship with your staff and ensuring that you're actually dealing with it from the ground up and making sure you're involving them in any way, which way that you can. 
So being a human is very, very important. Understanding employees' uh, emotions, understanding that people have bad days. A lot of people are like, oh, um, for example, Natalie is so positive, but Miles is so negative. <laughs> I'm using my brother's name because he's doesn't even listen to this, so it's not a big deal. But just a prime example. And they have to understand, and you have to understand, that everyone doesn't have a perfect day every day. There's always going to be those days that are bad, or maybe their weekend wasn't so great, and they are... We don't always want this, but they're bringing it into the workforce because they they had a really bad day. Maybe something really tragic happened, and you have to understand that that's okay when they have those bad days, and you want to make sure that they're comfortable and going to be able to still be productive and motivated. So understanding that you're human, you're making sure that they're okay and asking them if they need any help with anything or if there's anything that you can do to make their life a little bit easier and better. So again, intertwining that human aspect in the job is really great. Showing them that you care. A lot of people are like, well, they know I care because like I hired them and I'm paying their paycheck. But actually showing them you care about them is going to bring it a long way. So again, just having conversations, maybe grabbing lunch with them, grabbing coffee, asking them how their weekend was, how's the family, how are the kids, just actually looking them in the face and saying, how are you? And actually caring what the answer is. This goes alongside of actually taking care of them. So taking care of them and representing them well. As a leader, you have to understand that you are the people that are fighting for your staff members. And if they're not being taken care of, they will leave. That's just a, a fact. And if they're not being taken care of, they're going to leave. And if you like a a certain employee and you don't want them to leave, then make sure you take care of them, represent them. If you're the person that is looking at the overall budget or maybe you have to go up a ladder and figure out how you can get this individual to actually be taken care of, whether it's salary wise or whether it's getting them a new mouse or whatever the case may be, it might even just be, can I take them out for lunch? <laughs> just take care of them, making sure that they're always feeling comfortable and at the end of the day, that will increase your employee morale. It really helps when you do have smaller groups as well. I find when leaders have a big, big group that they're leading, it kind of um, fogs the management style of the group only because the leader can't actually focus on every single individual. And they kind of end up leading as a, a group style rather than actually having conversations with one-on-one. -on -one. With that being said, some people are really good with time management and they're able to actually lead bigger groups. But I find, especially with the people that are just starting off as leaders, having a smaller group is really um, important so that you can understand what your management style is and you can able, you're able to lead a little bit better and spend quality time with your staff rather than maybe having like a hundred group that you're leading and being able to um, actually spend time with that group and also get your job done it's going to be really challenging so um yeah again making sure that the group is small and sometimes the larger the group the less time that you're actually going to spend with your staff recognizing good work is very important as well i know a lot of people think this again is common sense but understanding when your staff is doing something good and recognizing that good work and this doesn't just go for leaders if your coworker or someone that you're working with like a team member is working really great 
tell them, recognize that. And if you want to hear that positive reinforcement, 110% the person beside you is going to want to hear it too. Even if maybe that's not something that they say that they're motivated by, everyone wants to hear positive reinforcement and know when they're doing something that's good. So understanding what they're doing good, whether it's a project or maybe it's the day-to-day, -day, maybe they're arriving to work on time every day. And again, people are like, oh, but this is their job. They're supposed to arrive on time every day. But recognizing when they're doing something good, because then when they're doing something that's bad, you're not just having conversations with them that are so negative. Always intertwine the positive stuff that they're doing and not just the negative, because that's going to decrease the motivation and the overall employee morale. As you can tell by this podcast is that they're all intertwined. They're all um, kind of mushing together and making sure that the employee morale overall is good. And all the things that I discuss within my podcast is basically leading up to that. So when someone does something good, acknowledge them, say, thank you so much for finishing this project for me on time. It's really great. I'm going to use it for X and let them know what they're even doing this for. Um, acknowledging what they're doing is actually contributing to the overall vision of the company or maybe company goals and thank them and tell them a good job if they did a good job. Everyone does like, well not everyone, sorry, some people do like constructive criticism and some people don't. So understanding how to communicate with yourself is very important but at the end of the day everyone wants to know when they're doing a good job so make sure you tell them when they're doing a good job. It shows that a good worker doesn't go unnoticed or a good project doesn't go unnoticed and that when they actually do something they're gonna want to do a really good job at it so that you recognize that it was a good job if you stopped acknowledging when they are doing good things they're gonna think okay well if I do a mediocre job it's gonna get the same recognition as if I do a really great job so I'm just gonna do a mediocre job and just get by <laughs> and um, it's really demotivating for the staff to not let them know when they're doing a good job. So recognition and um, appreciation is really huge. The next one is rewards. So I talked about recognition, I talked about appreciation, and now rewards. Reward them when they're doing something good. And I know that money isn't um, sometimes an option when it comes to rewards, but rewards doesn't necessarily have to be money. It could be something that they get, maybe they get like a half day off, they get finish something on time, or some type of reward is really great. A benefits package is really great as well. A lot of people go, oh, well, they don't care about it, but at the end of the day, everyone cares about it. Um, and yeah, just rewarding your staff. It could be absolutely anything. It could be taking them out for lunch. It could be grabbing a drink with them after work. It could be just having a one-on-one -on -one conversation and a coffee with them. It could be ordering a pizza. It could be a multiple of different things, but actually rewarding them for when they have done a good job is really great as well. Um, so that's very important. Adding in group events is another way of ensuring that the employee morale is going to be more positive. Making sure that your team members are actually participating together, they're building that team participation, working together. It's gonna help with team projects, it's gonna help with communication, and it's gonna help with relationships. 
It's building that outside relationship with each coworker to ensure that they work together overall at the end of the day. So when they do work on a project, they might work a little bit better because they actually know each other a little bit more. It adds fun and potential stress jobs. So if you have a really stressful job, getting them out of the office or out of that environment and doing something a little bit more fun, whether it's go-karting or going to a baseball game or a basketball game, or maybe just going to the park for a barbecue. There's a lot of different things that you can do and it just helps them get out of that environment and reset. Some people, their lives after work is very go, go, go as well. So they don't really ever get that time to relax sometimes. So ensuring that you're giving them that relaxation as well is really important. So taking them out of the environment and putting more team events is really important. Um, and it also just releases stress, especially if you're having just an overall hard quarter. Being able to relieve a lot of stress for your employees is going to go a long way and it, overall it's going to increase the employee morale. The next one that I have here, and a lot of leaders are not going to like to hear the answer for this, but leaders, please, please develop leadership skills. And everyone's like, well, I am a manager, so I do have leadership skills. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but that's not the case. Just because you have that title doesn't mean you're doing a good job at it. And sometimes I'm not doing that good of a job at it either. I will absolutely admit that. Some days I'm off and some days I'm on. But understanding basic leadership skills and, and if you don't understand what to do, take a couple courses and understand what to do because this is going to make a huge overall difference. Employee morale stop, starts from the top down. So if the leaders and management team of your workforce isn't educated on how to lead properly, people are going to leave, people are going to get demotivated, and it's going to decrease the overall productivity of the entire workforce. So it's very important to educate your leaders on how to lead. And maybe this means bringing in a professional and doing a seminar on how to lead and how to manage your team, but making sure that all the leaders, and if you are a leader, make sure that you do have those overall basic skills. And I'm not talking watching a three minute YouTube video from Gary Vee and understanding how to lead. I'm talking actually educating yourself on how to deal with certain situations. And if you do have weaknesses, understand those weaknesses and try and overcome them. It's really great. And I really like seeing leaders that are like, well, I sometimes get hot headed when I'm dealing with X certain situation and I don't know what to do. And I really like when people admit things like that because it's like, okay, you understand your weakness. Let's try and overcome that. Let's try and get past it. Let's try and find a way to not react that way when you're in X situation. So maybe go take a walk, um, go grab a coffee, whatever the case may be to calm down before you're dealing with the situation is really great. So again, understanding your weaknesses and trying to overcome them is one of the best qualities you can have as a leader. Um, being able to actually lead your group is really important and having a great group of individuals ready to work and having the best motivation and they're ready, they're willing to give and contribute to the overall vision of the company and then sticking them with a leader that doesn't give a shit is one of the worst things you can do to employee morale and to the overall workforce. 
because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there this one leader is impacting maybe a group of 10 or 20 and sometimes 30 or 50 and if that fraction of your workforce is getting demotivated from one person, then you have bigger issues and you need to deal with that one person and maybe again it's not even their fault they're just not educated on how to lead properly or maybe they don't know how to lead with this management style or they don't know how to teach a certain way because they've never dealt with this generation of a workforce or whatever the case may be just educate and spend the time to understand what to do and how to lead your workforce on the opposite side it's recruiting for team members with similar mindsets as you as a leader. So when you understand yourself as a leader and you understand how the way you think, what your morals are, your ethics, what your vision, what your goals are, and finding team members that actually have the same mindset as you is going to really help you as a leader because you're gonna be able to understand how they get to, how they're motivated. Um, what is their fighter <laughs> traits? So do they like to go on site and speak to clients? Is that something that motivates them? Or maybe they just have a different kind of overall company morale. It's going to help you as a leader as well. So recruit for team members that have similar mindsets as you will actually help you as a leader. Um, and then as top management, making sure the leaders have the same mindset as you and overall ethics of how to lead is very important as well. So the last one here that I have, and it's not the best topic, but I've actually been asked a lot about this within my Instagram page. And so many people are like, can you talk about this? And I'm like, okay, I will talk about it, but I'm not going to make an entire negative podcast on it. But it's so important for leaders to actually understand how to recognize poor performers and toxic employees and what do you do when you do recognize that this is happening within your workforce. I actually added this topic in how to increase employee morale because at the end of the day, poor performers and toxic employees, and these are two different things. So I'm not saying this in one word, poor performers don't equal toxic employees and toxic employees don't equal poor performers, but there's some people that are both. So it's kind of why I'm existing or adding it in that way. But I wanted to add it in the employee morale podcast because it does affect employee morale. If you have a toxic employee within your company or you have a poor performer that just isn't keeping up with the rest of the staff, it's going to affect the overall employee morale. The other employees are gonna get really pissed off. They're gonna get demotivated. Almost everyone has been in a situation where they've dealt with a toxic employee or maybe a low performer. But let's talk more about toxic employees because in reality, this is really gonna affect the employee morale. Toxic employees are the worst. I think everyone who's listening to this can agree, but whether it's an employee, a coworker, a leader, maybe an owner, if you're in a situation where there is a toxic person or a toxic employee and you are the leader, you have to deal with this situation. One of the worst things you can do is just ignore that it's happening and that this person is acting this way or not fitting in with the company culture and actually impacting it negatively rather than positively. 
and it's one of the worst things that you can ignore. This is going to absolutely put a stop on the employee morale. It's going to decrease it. It's going to absolutely affect it. And a lot of people don't think it's going to, or maybe it's going to pass, or Natalie's going to get better, <laughs> whatever the case may be. You have to deal with the situation. The longer you take to deal with it, the more it's going to affect the workforce. So recognizing it and dealing with it. Now, if this is something that can be fixed, so I always like to say, try and fix it as much as you can. If it's something that you can actually fix, maybe flip and try and make it more positive than negative. Um, but at the end of the day, if that person is toxic and that's exactly who they are, get them out of there. Understanding that it's happening and understanding that you have to let go of that employee. I don't care if they're giving you the 10% of sales and they are actually building towards your company goal, if they're affecting the rest of the staff, you're actually losing money. You're losing a lot more money than gaining 10% of sales. So understanding the pros and cons of the situation and sometimes that employee that is giving you that X amount of sales is not worth it when they're affecting the rest of the workforce or even the rest of their department. Maybe it's just one employee that they're making uncomfortable. You want to get them out of there and understand it. And the sooner that you can get rid of them, the easier the workforce is going to feel. I've been in situations where I was helping a client and one employee was just very toxic. And this one employee was just would look at me in the face and be like, I don't want to work with this person. I tried to fix the situation as much as I could. So I, I did try. But the second that I actually terminated that individual within that company, the rest of the staff took a breath and they're like, I'm so happy. And that feeling right there, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize how much it was affecting you. And it was, it was affecting their daily lives. It was affecting their life after work because they were so nervous about this one employee actually being present at that location. And it's just so crazy how it actually affects them personally. So understanding when it is going to affect that person and if it's going to make it more positive when they're, when they're gone, then I think it's the best business decision that you can make as a leader, as an owner, um, and as the management team. So when you're actually going to terminate a worker, I just have to just talk about this for a second because everyone's like, I hate terminating people and oh my gosh, everyone should. <laughs> if you ever enjoy terminating someone, please get out of the field that you're in. And I know there's those certain ones that you're just like, okay, like I, I gotta do it and it's for the best and I'm not going to be affected by it and that's totally okay. But if every single time you're terminating someone and you don't care, you got to get out of the field that you're in because you're losing the human aspect of your job. You're always going to not feel good when you're terminating someone. It's one of the worst things that it's one of the worst things of my job. I hate it. I absolutely get that gut feeling. I want to go home and I don't want to finish the rest of my day. It just it's the one of the worst feelings in the entire world. And I think it's a good thing that I feel that way because, again, I am intertwining my human aspect uh, within my job. And 
I just have to talk about that for a second because a lot of people are like, well, I don't terminate people because I don't like terminating at all. Like I don't get rid of anyone because I don't want to deal with the situation. And that's going to make it so much worse. Um, but understanding that you're allowed to be upset, you're allowed to have a reaction, it's probably going to ruin your day. But as long as you lead yourself up to that, you understand all the pros and cons of the situation. And if the pros outweigh the cons, then there's your answer. Okay, guys. Well, that concludes my episode six, Leader in Red podcast. Thank you so much for the support that you guys have given me so far. It's been a really great journey. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow or subscribe to from whatever platform that you're listening from. If you have any questions that you'd like me to add in the next upcoming podcast, and these two topics that I talked about today were actually questions that you guys had for me. So if you have any other ideas, keep them coming. Or if you have any questions that you have for me, don't be scared to ask. And again, thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one.